Yeah. Okay. So, guys, this is so exciting. I get to be with you this week. Um, I travel and I speak and I do stuff all over, but there's nothing like getting to come home and like minister to my people, my crew, you know, because um, I love you guys so much. So it's exciting. Kurt and Emily, as you know, are away. They're in Hawaii this week. Um, texted Emily a little earlier and she's like, it's like I'm in a dream. It's amazing, you know, and so, so good for them. So I get the this honor of getting to come and, and speak with you guys this week. Um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. We know we're in this Dream to Destiny series. Um, Kurt loves this series. It actually, I think, um, impacted his life in such a way that it has marked him in a sense. And so when he came and said, hey, I have this series. We're going to be away. You know, would you guys preach it? He he asked, and I am not, um, actually, I don't remember ever preaching somebody else's message. Uh, maybe pieces of it, but not not like that, like this. And so I was like, okay, we'll see. But once I got into it, I thought, this is incredible. I can see why he wanted to share it. And, um, you know, so each of us gets to take a piece of it, make it our own a little bit, and then bring it back to share with you guys. Um, we've already covered the pride test. We covered the pit test. Um, and then Adam jumped in and did the America test? I don't know. The Patriot test, right? That's what he said it was or whatever. Um, and he was able to do America Dream to Destiny and kind of, you know, along this, what does it look like to walk in God's dreams for our lives and our destiny? And he pulled that in with, um, you know, America and our history and our nation. And so now we're back on track with, you know, the the tests that Robert Morris actually had written out from the life of Joseph. So I get to preach on the prophetic test. Um, I like that because a lot of time the prophetic scares people and I love to scare people. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Greg, my husband's like, hallelujah. Um, yes. And um, no, I like it because one, well, I love this whole series, Dream to Destiny, because I've spent my life helping people find God's dreams for their lives, and then walk out their destiny. So I love that. And then I love the prophetic because it's that kind of edgy part of, of the spirit of God who's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something out there. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to call you to the next level. I'm going to prophesy things that shake you up sometimes and encourage you and move you forward. And so that's, yeah, that's what I get to speak on. I'm pretty excited. Um, we're going to start, oh, also, sorry, I had to look at my notes. Speaking of the prophetic, this is a church that hears God. We know this is a church that hears God, and he has been speaking to um, us about taking the church to the next level with how we hear God and seeing another level of empowerment come. And so one of the ways we're going to do that is we're actually doing a prophetic class starting in August. So a two-series class. We're going to just, yeah, dive in. We're going to do a whole level of equipping. We're going to, like, empower you guys at another level. So that's coming more, but it'll be two Tuesday nights, the 9th of August and the 16th of August. So, yep, we're going to just keep going to the next level, right? Because... It's not just people who have a title that hear God, right? It's everybody. It's just not people who have walked for a long time that carry the Spirit of God. It's everybody, including the littlest ones among us, right? And so we're just gonna, we're gonna go for it, take it to the next level. So get ready, more information to come, but mark your calendars if you wanna be a part of it. Um, I just see us, okay, I'm gonna cut into my message a little bit, but I see us as a church who hears God all the time, like I said, but 
in every way, all the time, in every way. And I had this picture of us being here. Yes, we're getting encouraged. We're sharpening one another. We're, we're, we're getting more empowered and equipped in the prophetic. But I saw it really spilling out everywhere we went. And I saw people from City Lights on the streets. You're walking by. You're in the coffee shop. And you just got a word for someone. Right? And it just was exactly what they needed to hear. A word of knowledge or a prophetic word or whatever it was. I mean, I'm like, let's go to like this psychic fairs. Let's do it. Like, why not? Like, where we can go and say, hey, we have spiritual words for you. And people are like, oh, super open. Sure. Are you going to read my horoscope? Well, let me tell you no. You know, let me just give you something more. And we've done it in the past. Greg and I've done it. We did it with RSM. We've done it in different parts of the world. But I don't know. There's something happening where God's saying, city lights, I'm going to pour out so you can pour out. And we're going to see it happen. It's already here. Steph got a word, um, gosh, two staff meetings ago or something, where she was saying, revival is here. We just need to step into it. It's already here. We don't have to keep being like, God, send revival. It is literally here. The well is already dug. We just got to pour, like, or pull the water up, right? Let's just pour that water up. Let's just do something. So there you go. Okay, that's my prophetic word and encouragement to all of you guys. We're going to get into the message now. I get a little excited. Um, okay, so, woo! Do not lean on the table. Thanks for telling me, Kurt. Um, no, uh, <laughs> just Okay, so... Um, The story of Joseph, we know, starts in Genesis 37, right? But today, we're actually not going to be in Genesis, really, at all. We're going to look at this reference to his life out of Psalm 105. Okay, so it starts, did you guys even know? He's referenced multiple times in the Psalms. Did you guys know that? Anybody, right? Amazing. The Bible's amazing. Um, What is it that God couldn't make the Bible infinitely long? So we made it infinitely deep, right? And there, there's always more revelation. There's always more. And there's always more. And we, what we think we know, yeah, I know the story of Joseph. And he's like, but did you know this part of Joseph that I hid in another part of the word so that you have more revelation, right? And so, um, yeah, Psalm 105, starting in verse 17, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave, His feet were hurt with fetters. His neck was put in a collar of iron. Until what he had said came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. So what he had said is a reference to Joseph, what Joseph had said, right? What he had prophesied or foretold is other versions of it, right? So he had a prophecy. He had a dream. He he said something was going to happen, right? But then there's this, the word of the Lord tested him. So it's kind of an interesting thing to, to consider. Okay, he prophesied, he said something, but then there was a testing that happened, right? Now with prophecy, some of it um, is just going to happen. Like the word of the Lord comes and it's going to happen. There will be a new heaven and a new earth, right? All things will pass away and be made new. Boom, it's done, right? So there's this word of the Lord that will just happen. It's unconditional. But then often there is a conditional aspect to the word or the prophecy of the Lord, right? So we call it like the if-then principle, right? So if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal, hear from heaven and I will forgive them their sins and heal their land, right? So this is Second Chronicles um, 7.14, 
right? It's the if-then principle. If you do this, then this will happen. And sometimes we will sit there and be like, well, I got this prophetic word. And God's like, yeah, then I will do it if you do this, right? We don't want to just sit on it and, and do that. There are certain things we have to do to pull the prophetic word, the promises of God into reality, right? Make them actually happen. So, and with our destiny, I think it's the same thing. We're all children of God. You're saved, but there are promises that God has given you over your life. There's destiny. There's specific things he's created for you to do. Uh, uh, specific, uh, specific? Pacific. Who's called to the Pacific? Anybody? Um, no. Uh, so these things that he has destined for you to do, or a destination he has for you to end up at. But the reality is, is if you don't take the steps towards that destination, you're not going to get there. Right? If we don't do something to pull our destiny, what he has promised to us, to reality, we're not going to land in the right destination. Right? Um, and it's so important for us to know these things because if we look at the Bible and we look at the beginning, he creates by speaking. Right? So what are the spoken words of God to us over our life that he wants to co-create and bring into reality with us? Right? Because he speaks these words to us, so it's important for us to know what are the words he's spoken for us? What are the things that he's spoken over us for our destiny, for our purpose? Um, in this passage, so back to 105, 19, Psalm 105, 19, um, there are two different types of words used, right? What he said, or the word he used, foretold or prophesied. Um, and then there's another word called the word of God, right? So the last part of that passage, um, the word of the Lord tested him. Now that word, word, means irma in Hebrew, Okay, so this is used um, when, when it's said, he, the word tested him. Now, the definition of that is the Torah or commandments. So he gets a word or what he said over here, what he foretold or prophesied. And then over here, the word or the Torah or the commandments tested him. So we're seeing, we're seeing two things in this passage right here. Um, this word over here, the Torah or commandments, is the same word that's used in Psalm 12.6. 12, the word of the Lord is flawless. Also Psalm 18.3. As for God, his way is perfect, and the Lord's word is flawless. Right? And Psalm 119.11. I have hidden your word in my heart, that I may not sin against you. Okay, so there's two things that are happening. There's a foretelling and a prophesying, and then there's the commandments here, right? We hide the word in our heart so we don't sin against him. Um, the New Living Translation pulls it all into a deeper level of understanding. I'm just going to read the verse 19. Until the time came for him to fulfill his dreams. Are we on the right one? Yeah, okay. Um, the Lord tested Joseph's character. Okay. 
Um, you need, I need character to fulfill the prophetic word over my life, over our lives, right? We need the character of God in us to fulfill our destiny, right? So yes, we have these prophetic words, we have to do something, but sometimes the steps to that destination is the character things that God wants us to learn, right? I have seen people who get promoted too soon, right? They step into something, they get opportunities, and they don't have the character to wield that opportunity, right? They don't have the character to walk in that full destiny. I'm not questioning if that was our destiny or not. I'm just saying that destiny, our destinies are a big thing. It's a heavy thing. And we have to have the strength of character to carry it well. And it happens often where people get promoted too soon and they get destroyed, right? They, they fall apart. I think I'm a pretty big believer on success is worse for you than failure. And success will bring out a lot more junk that you're probably going to be unaware of because you're so successful, you must be doing something right, right? Where failure, we're like, Lord, search me because I must have done something wrong, right? And so, so often we're like, well, success is a mark of someone's spirituality. I think sometimes failure is. Like, it's hard for me to trust someone who hasn't ever gone through an intense failure because I'm like, I don't know if you actually know God. No, not really, but there's just, there's something that is one when you have walked through something hard. And it is something that can never be won when everything goes right all the time. Right? There's something that's developed in your character that is so deep and so everlasting in failure that it's just not not the same when, when everything's right and you have a ton of success, right? And if you do not have this, sometimes you cannot walk in this in the right way. So, yeah. So there are three things um, that are really important that we need to do with prophetic words over our life, prophetic promises, okay? So I'm going to touch on them and then we're going to go through them in depth. But you submit it to the word, Okay, we need the word. This is what develops our character. We need to, to hold this up and put things through it, understand what it looks like, okay? The next one is you test the word, right? Um, we'll get into that too. And then the, next, the third one is protect the word, okay? So three things that help us learn character and destiny, and hold those two things in tension and continue to steward them. Okay, so we have the spoken word of God. We have the written word, the Torah, right? This, the commandments of God. We have these two different things. So number one is you get a prophetic word, you submit it to the word. Okay, um, both are from God. Both are really important. There's just one that sometimes contains a little bit more of the human element. 
right? It's this one. No, just joking. It's this one, <laughs> all right? Um, so, and we have to understand that a true prophetic word will never contradict the written word. This is so important because so many times people are like, oh, I'm hearing God, and I got all these signs, and la, 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 and you're like, uh, nope, no. You, you, that doesn't, it doesn't match up with the word, right? So it is our responsibility to take any prophetic word we get, any destiny thing we get, and we hold it up to the word of God, right? I don't know if you guys remember, it's like 1988, so some of you may not remember this, but there was all these like prophets that were like, Jesus is coming back in 1988, and I know the time, and I know the hour, I know the date, yada, 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 yada. Okay, I'm sorry, but uh, Matthew 24, 36 says that nobody knows that information. So if you think you do, it's not holding up to the word, you're wrong. I don't care how many times you have been right in the past, you're wrong now because it does not line up with the word. It's that simple, right? And so it's important for us to understand for our own lives, for the church, for the world, doesn't line up with the Bible, the word, the written word of God. Um, Because if it doesn't, you know, we need to step back, step back from that and go, okay, nope. You don't have to throw them out or set these false prophets on fire, just say no, okay? Um, hey, you know, it could happen. It did happen, didn't it? That's what the Bible, I mean, Deuteronomy 13 is like, literally, kill them. Good thing we don't live under the old covenant. Um, come to the prophetic class, guys, it's so fun. Um, okay, so, <laughs> all right. So, it's important, we, when we submit, we submit it to the word of God. Well, another thing that is stated in the word of God, right, 1 Corinthians 13.9. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. We don't know it all. Right? I'm going to get a piece. Greg's going to get a piece. Kim, Matt, you know, we're all, we're all going to get a piece of it. And we have to realize that it's just in part that we're seeing things. So we don't have to be like, this is it, because the Bible is saying you won't get it all. Right? The word of God says you aren't going to get it all. You're going to know in part. Um, <laughs> I, I tell this story because I learned it very early on in my understanding of the prophetic. But um, Greg and I are living in Mexico. We're missionaries down there. And um, a friend of ours, he's dating this girl. And he's like, I'm thinking about getting married. Or I'm thinking maybe I should come like to Mexico and work with you guys and you know follow God in that way. And, you know, I'm a young person. I think any of us can do this. I could probably still do it today. But I'm like, my destiny, what I'm doing is definitely the best destiny and everybody else should be doing what I'm doing. Right? So I'm like, I'm going to pray for you. I already know. I already think I know what he should be doing. Right? So I pray and I get this random like poem. I get a poem. And I'm like, what does this poem mean? And then I get a picture. And the picture is a highway. And then there's an off-ramp coming. And so I'm like, okay. So I write it all down. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know what this poem means, but the poem is by Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken. And, um, and so then I'm thinking, well, of course. He better choose the highest road, which is doing what I'm doing, right? And, and coming and serving God. And then this highway, that means this is like his last opportunity. And so I'm like getting ready to send this email. And God's like, 
don't, you only know part. Don't send what you think it means. Send the poem, send the picture, because that is literally all I told you. And so I'm like, okay, but I know, God, you know, I know what it means. And just so, just send that. So we send it. We don't really hear anything for a while. And then, and then the next thing we know, hey, we're engaged. I'm not going to come to Mexico. I'm going to marry her, da, da, da. And I was like, oh, he must have not heard God correctly. No, I, not that. She, she's awesome. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like that, but it was me. It was this thing God was doing in me, right? And so I'm like, okay, all right. So then we decide, we're, they get, we get invited to the wedding. We go out to the wedding, and, um, and two days before, they're like, hey, would you be a part of the ceremony? And I'm like, okay. They're like, we want you to read that Robert Frost poem. Right, and I'm like, oh. And I was like, I'm getting spanked right now by God. <laughs> like, big time. I was like, oh yeah, okay. And they're like, yeah, because when you sent that to us, the, the guy got it, and he knew as soon as he opened it, she's like, this is her favorite poem. God is telling me she's the one, and I can't take any other road but her. And if I don't step into that right now and take this off ramp, then I'll be missing part of my destiny. So I'm like, oh, I am so glad I did not say anything because we may not have been invited to that wedding. (laughs) You know, like, right? I mean, because I was so wrong in what I thought because I only had part right now. It was the vital part he needed for confirmation, but it was the only part I, was, I had, right? The only part. We prophesy in part. We understand in part. We just get to see it, right? Just a little bit. We get a, like through a lattice, like it says. We just look through, and we kind of have a little bit of understanding. But it was one of those moments where I thought, oh, I will, uh-huh, I'm going to be pretty careful from this point on. And I remember sitting there and reading it at their wedding and being like, this is so amazing what God did. And this with this one little part I got so wrong. So yeah. So it's important we understand the word because that helps us keep ourselves right in line, helps us understand the character and what we have is only part. That's another reason I think we need the body, right? We need each other because we're supposed to be interdependent on one another. And there are times where God doesn't give us everything we need because somebody else has that. And that's biblical, right? So, yeah, hold it up to, um, to the word of God. Hold your, hold, your, hold your prophetic words up to the word, right? Um, okay, so the next thing is testing your word. You want to test the word. Um, First, First Thessalonians 5.10 um, says, do not quench the spirit. Actually, this is, this is 5.20, um, 19 and 20. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all and hold to what is good. What we do sometimes is we kind of have this knee-jerk reaction, like, I don't like that prophecy. Nope, I'm throwing it out. Nope, I don't like that. I'm going to throw it out. Oh, no, I, I don't. That's too weird, you know, or whatever. And yes, we can manipulate. There's no doubt. 
right? We can manipulate, we can say things and do things and, and that. So I'm not saying there's never that element because again, there's a human element. But I think it's very clear where he's like, don't stop the spirit. So sometimes it's not exactly right, but don't throw it all out. Test it, right? Don't have this knee-jerk reaction of like, nope, no, 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 no. You know, like test it and see because that's our responsibility. And then you hold to what is good from that, right? I mean, this should be how we do everything, actually. Not just with, you know, testing prophetic words, but test things. I mean, God is pretty good, like, about telling us, it's your responsibility to not get deceived. It's nobody else's responsibility. It's yours and yours alone. So test everything, right? Hold to what is good, and don't, but don't throw it all out either, Right? There's this tension that we are in, and that tension is a place where we live because it takes faith to live in tension. Right? It's really easy to be like, I'm going to believe everything everybody says all the time, or I'm not going to believe anything. Right? But when you have to live in this place of, okay, do, do I, how do I test it? It takes you back to a place of intimacy with him, right? because it's not easy to understand. Right? And so then we exert our faith for understanding to learn that his ways are higher. The things he has for us are deeper. And there's always more in the kingdom. Yeah. Um, so you test it, right? Does it, does it resonate? Does it, does it confirm something? Does it line up with scripture like we already talked about? Does it encourage you? You know, like, take these. When you get prophetic words, when you get direction from the Lord, this could be from people, this could be from you. You know, what... Test it. See, does this, does this resonate in my spirit? Does it line up with the word? You know, what is God saying to me? Um, we have to understand, and this ties back into the story before, it's like we, there's humanness, right? We have this aspect of us that's not, yes, we're saved and we're a new creation, and yet we're also working out our faith all of the time, right? There's these two things that are in process. We're saved and then we're being saved, right? There's a process we are in. And so sometimes the word of the Lord can be very pure. God brings us something, and yet then we are filtering it through our humanness. You know, we are just cleaning our screens on our windows, and you can see through them, but then when you start spraying them down, you're like, whoa, there's a lot of dirt on this screen. So if we think about the prophetic word is the water, and we're the screen, right? Sometimes we're getting words, we're getting understanding, but it's being filtered through our humanness, right? It's being filtered through our pride. It's being filtered through our opinions, our biases, you know, these things that that we think, yes, like with my, you know, friend, my calling is higher. So of course that's what God is going to call you to, you know, and it was like, actually, that was my stuff. That was mine, you know? And so the word of the Lord came, and I could be like, well, let me tell you what it means. When, um, when we work with a lot of our people doing prophetic stuff, I'm like, you don't tell them what you think it means. Unless you say, it could mean this, but this is now me. Right? You preface it with, this is me. This is what I'm feeling from the Lord. Maybe it's this. Or you just keep your mouth shut. And let it resonate with them. I mean, we just went through this the other day. And again, this doesn't have to do with 
anybody's level of maturity. We all just do it sometimes, right? Like, I, we, we, because our ways, like his ways are higher, but our ways sometimes get in the way, right? We're supposed to not lean on our own understanding, but a lot of the time when we don't know, we're leaning right into our own understanding, right? And so there's these moments where we have to step back and be like, okay, is this my way? Is this not my way? Is this his way? Or what is his way in this? Because this is how I want to do it, right? So we're constantly in this place of being refined. I want to hear you. I want to grow. But am I willing to lay down my ways and opinions, my pride, whatever it is, to step into hearing you more clearly than I did before? So, yeah. Um, But, yeah. Okay. So... You don't have to always listen. I already told you that. Deuteronomy 13, they're pretty intense with prophets. So we step out and we learn and we move forward, but it is our responsibility and only our responsibility to test, right? We test the word of the Lord. We test everything because it brings intimacy with him and that clarity of understanding of what he's actually saying. Yeah. Um, the, and one way we do this is, yes, the word, but also does, does what you feel the Lord is saying. Is it the dream, is a prophetic word, a word of knowledge, whatever. But it's also lined up with his character, right? So you have the word of the Lord. Like, does it actually contradict exact scripture? But also, does it contradict the character of God? Because he's not going to betray himself. And by the way, to know the character of God, you have to know the word. Right? You have to know the word and the full word of who he is. So there are times, the other day, I got a word, someone super, super mature, super, I know they hear God. And they gave a word and they're like, I have this word for you and and this is what it means. And I was like, that doesn't quite feel right. I didn't know why. It just was like, okay. And it, it, um, it didn't feel like my dad. You know, does that make sense? Like, not that my, like, my heavenly father, my dad, is like always sweet and kind to me. There are times he pulls me into line. I, that, a lot more than maybe most of you because I'm pretty strong. And so he is like, but nope, again, nope, harmony. Really? You know, pulling me back in. And so I know when it's a correction from my father and it's always loving. So it wasn't like, I don't like this word because it's making me uncomfortable. It just didn't, it didn't sit right. And um, so I was like, okay, God, what are you saying? I'm not going to throw it out, but I'm not going to come under whatever this kind of interpretation is because it doesn't feel right to me. And, um, and so I sat on it and someone else who was there later said, hey, I just had this other part of it. Again, we see in part, right? And we prophesy in part. And they said, I think this is actually the situation. It's not about you. It's about the situation. And it was like, all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, okay, there you go. That's that one piece I needed that didn't quite fit. Um, And so test it, right? We test the word. I still needed that word. I just didn't have the full picture of that word. And so I tested it, guarded, guarded it. Okay. So 
Number three, you hold on to your prophetic words. So you've held them up to scripture, right? You've tested them. Now you protect them, right? You protect the prophetic words and destiny over your life. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see, right? If God has spoken something over your life, you by faith, you grab hold of it. And actually, um, you can wage war with your prophecies, Right? So, 1 Timothy 1.18. This is Paul. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Hold on to your faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected, so they've suffered shipwreck regard, with regard to the faith. He is saying two things. Use your prophecies to fight you recall them, you protect them, you by faith grab hold of them, right? Holding on to faith and a good conscience. You have a good conscience when you're walking in the word, right? Because you are dealing with the things in your life that are going to sear your conscience, that are going to shipwreck your faith. You're dealing with those things, right? So when you don't see it, you keep declaring, right? Um, And when you're discouraged, Remember, there is more, right? Um, you take steps to go after it. Um, so for years, I mean, we've, we did training programs for years, helping people step into ministry, step into their destiny and those kind of things. And so many times people are like, the Lord told me I'm a preacher. And I'm like, great, where's your first five sermons? What? I don't know, I just... And I'm like, well, you're not preparing. You have to, if God says it, even if the opportunity is not present you prepare. God says you're a prophet to the nations, and you're like, well, I don't know. I haven't, I'm not at this conference speaking to these people. Well, you know what? You don't need to be at a conference to be a prophet to the nations. You do that in prayer. You do that in the secret place. You write down what God is telling you, and then you watch it unfold in that place when it's just you and him. Because you are just as powerful in that place of secret hiddenness as you hone the, the destiny and the purpose and the word over your lives as you are when you're doing it publicly, right? And so it's like, I'm always like, prepare. If God said, then you start getting ready. You start doing it. You start making a way for that prophetic word to become reality, all right? And this was it. So often we're like, well, when I get this promotion, then I'll do this. But the reality is Joseph, right? When he was in Potiphar's house, when he was in the prison, he still served and he still led and he still walked in his destiny. And if he had not walked in those things and continued to grow in them and not get discouraged and be like, well, God said this, but now nothing's happening, so I'm just going to shut down and give up. He was like, well, I don't know what it means, but I'm just going to keep doing what I know I'm called to do. Right? He would not have been ready for the palace if he hadn't protected the words over his life and walked in them and practiced them in the in Potiphar's house and in the prison, right? He would have there would have been nothing there for God to land His destiny on if He hadn't prepared, if He hadn't protected. Okay, so keep using your gifts, right? Keep walking in them, keep strengthening them, and protect 
the word of the Lord over your life, right? Protect your destiny. And the reality is, is if you protect it and you steward those words, you may not see them come to pass in your life, but you will in the generations to come, right? And so those, we're never just fighting for ourselves, It's never just about us. Our destinies are not limited to this timeline that we are on. There is so much more. So it's why it's even more important for us to protect what God speaks. Because it's never just for one thing, right? There's always more in the kingdom. There's always more for the generations. And so that's even why it's more important. Not only am I protecting this for me, but I'm protecting it for my great, great, great grandchildren, right? Like, I didn't know this years ago, but we did a whole, like, family tree thing. And nobody in my family that I knew of had any kind of ministry calling. Any, any, but nobody was in ministry. I was really the first one. But I had a great aunt, right, who was a missionary. And there was a moment when I found that out, and I thought, Wow, I'm here because of her. I'm living my destiny because she stepped into hers so many generations ago, and I didn't even know about it, right? So our destinies are so important for us to protect. Yeah, and then we continue to build that character, right? It's faith by doing the word, of the Lord over here, like, I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to step out in faith, right? But then it's also character by living the word, right? So we do it and we live it. And both those things together pull us into our destiny, right? We get tested until it comes to pass. Sometimes the test is, are you still going to believe when you don't see? Are you still going to keep walking when you're discouraged? And are you still going to be everything I told you to be in the midst of no opportunities or seemingly opportunities to do that? Right. So, um, yeah, wrap up now. Um, You may have an idea what God's, like, reminding you of with destiny today, a prophetic word or any of those kind of things, and you might have any idea at all. Um, but I know we're going to have a time where the ministry team is going to come up. But I encourage you. I was just sensing this. And, um, and yeah, it was said before. But either get on track or stay on track. And sometimes we need a word for one or the other. And it's not even that you've, you're completely gone. But you're like, I just, I need an encouragement. I need something to just keep me on track. Keep me moving forward. Or, hey, I feel like I'm a little off and I don't know why. Just come and get a word and have the Lord, you know, speak to you, encourage you, have our team pray for you. And you could get prayer for anything. Again, we're a church that prays for each other, right? Um, And we love to pray for one another. And there have been times where I have been like, I don't know anymore. I'm so discouraged. I'm so under something. And Somebody prays for me, and it is exactly what I needed to hear. Exactly, right? Because we're interdependent on one another. That's how God created us to be. Sometimes I can know all the right things. I've been in ministry for 25 years. I know all the right things to do. And sometimes I can't do it because it's not about me. It's about me humbling myself and getting what I need from someone who has the other part that I'm missing. 
right? So, yeah, come. Even if you just feel like, I need encouragement, I need anything, um, for prayer for anything, but I need something to encourage me to keep stewarding my destiny. Like Joseph, in the midst of what he was walking through, I imagine there were moments where he was discouraged and down, and I think there were those moments where God encountered him to say, keep the faith, keep running, keep going forward. So, um, yeah, it's important that we get impartation and revelation for the journey we call life, the journey for our destinies. So we're going to open it up. Greg, if you want to come on up, um, he's going to close. But there you go.